everybody. Welcome to episode 43 of the Aquascaping Podcast. I'm your host, JR. Check us out at aquascapingpodcast.com. You can listen to all of our shows and interviews there, as well as on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. You can also see our videos on YouTube and Facebook. Just search for the Aquascaping Podcast. All right, it's good to be back, guys. I hope everybody's doing well. I've been away for a little bit, adjusting to a new job, but now that things have settled in, I have some time here to dedicate back to the podcast. We got a lot to talk about in the upcoming months. We have a couple of regular contributors coming onto the show. The IAPLC. Oh, man, there's just so much to talk about, so stay tuned. Attention aquascapers and planted aquarium keepers. This is an aquascaping podcast public service message. If you or a fellow hobbyist have recently purchased carpet plant seeds, please be aware these are not Glossostigma elitinoides. Most often, these seeds are an invasive, noxious plant of the hygrophylla variety. This weed is notorious for invading natural waterways and causing damage to the ecosystem. Some seeds are from plants which will not grow in aquatic environments and may lead to the fouling of your aquarium. If you own any of these seeds, it is of utmost importance that you properly discard of them by either incineration, jettisoning to the sun, or disposing in a manner that prevents these seeds from entering natural waterways. In short, do not purchase carpet seeds and shun the advice of all those who have. Thank you for your time. This has been an Aquascaping Podcast public service message. So I talked briefly with Sean the other day on Facebook, and we were discussing where we'd like to take the show going forward. And we came to the conclusion that all of our previous episodes really fall into what we're going to call Chapter 1 of the Aquascaping Podcast, which really sort of relied more heavily on the how-to side of the hobby. How to get started, the equipment, CO2, lighting, fertilization, all the things that you need to technically know to keep a, a healthy planted aquarium. Now, we did talk with some very talented people and we did delve into some of the philosophical parts of aquascaping and growing as an artist. Now, that's where we're going to focus more of our time on now moving forward how to grow as an aquascaper, as an artist, and what is it about a really amazing aquascape? We've all had this experience where you're looking at it and it just feels absolutely complete and you're drawn into it. Now, I want to know specifically, what am I being drawn into? What are we being drawn into? What are those elements that make up this amazing aquascape? And how can we take the tools and take those things that we learn about and we discuss and analyze and then apply it to our own aquascapes and our own homes and offices. That's what I want to focus on here moving forward. All right, so this week is sort of a mini episode. I wanted to bring you up to speed about what I've been discussing with Sean and uh, let you in on what our plans are for the future. And before we go here, I'll, I'll update you on my own setup and then I'll leave you guys with something to question and to think about. And so my time has been cut down basically with aquascaping to EI dosing every day and then my weekly water changes and maintenance, whereas opposed to before, I had much more time on a daily basis to observe, look at things, make small changes. But on the other end of that spectrum now, looking at it from afar, so to speak, I actually grow a, grew a greater appreciation for aquascaping because amidst all the chaos, those one or two moments that you have to kind of stop, slow down, and look at this slice of nature that you created mean a lot more. 
And you know, that could be a topic actually for another episode is, is taking a step back for a little while, especially if you're one of these contest guys that's in there and you're trying to develop a skill set and you're, and you're dealing with aquascaping on like a microscopic level as far as the details in your work and you're really, really focused, it actually helps to pull away and let your brain kind of put those pieces together in the background so that when you come back, you have a better perspective uh, and, and a better understanding. All right, before I go too far out on a tangent, I'll leave you with a question, and that is, what does your dream aquascape look like? I'm sure there's images already popping in your head. We've all seen a million examples out on the internet, so we have a general idea and a pretty good sense of what the different styles of aquascaping are, what our preferences are. Really start to think about what your dream aquascape is, because the reality is a lot of us just accept the inadequacies of what we end up creating because maybe we don't have the right materials or the right access to the plants or not enough time or whatever the case may be. But in this next chapter of the Aquascaping Podcast, let's really work on creating that vision of what we personally really want, not what other people are trying to do, but what we want to do and really hone that in and then start to make it a reality. All right, that's it for this week's show, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm your host, Jay Art. Check us out, aquascapingpodcast.com, and listen to all of our shows and interviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.